Greetings, Community Solutions listeners. This is Jack Terman Jr., your host for this podcast. It has been 18 months since our last podcast upload, and oh, how the world has changed, how we have changed, how communities have changed. First, I want to say on behalf of everyone in our department of Social and Behavioral Sciences at the Indiana University Fairbanks School of Public Health, which serves as the host for this podcast. I want to extend our heartfelt sympathy for all the loved ones lost around the world during the pandemic. Our hearts go out to each of you who have experienced loss, whether it be of a loved one or whether it be the loss of feeling connected to others, or whether it be the loss of opportunities to receive an education, or the loss of a job, or the loss of food. We are truly sorry, and we are with you, and we hope that every day gets better. We want to thank you for continuing to listen to our podcast. We're so grateful for continued listeners throughout this pandemic, as we know that all of you, so much going on in your lives. We want to send out a special thank you to all the public health leaders and workers around the world who are still working endlessly to address this pandemic. Likewise, we thank all the health workers. We thank all the basic science researchers working hard to discover and make vaccines. And we want to thank all of you for taking time to do that extra work to help feed your neighbors, to comfort those around you who are suffering, and for everything you did and are doing to bring hope to your community. Thank you very much. We thought it would be good to launch our podcast in this pandemic era with a brief series that focuses on health education specialists and what these important folks are doing to help develop healthy communities. Through this podcast and the next two episodes, we're going to show how important certified health education specialists are, and we're going to give you some examples of this by showing what they're doing I'm here to address diabetes. Health education specialists are vital in community development as they help empower people to address the health needs of their community. We need these folks more than ever. This first episode features one of our students, Daniel Chua, chatting with one of our faculty, Charity Bishop who is a certified health education specialist and a national leader in this field. She's joined in the conversation by one of our former students, Luz Machuca, 
who is also a certified health education specialist working to reduce diabetes in communities. I encourage all of you to look into becoming a certified health education specialist and work to develop healthy, hopeful communities. It's great to be back. It's great to have you listening. Let's join this conversation. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel Chua, and on today's episode, we have Charity Bishop and Luz Machoka joining us today to discuss the occupation of a health education specialist and getting insight of a health education specialist in the field, specifically working with diabetes. Uh, thanks for being here. So Charity, I'll go ahead and start with you. So health education specialist is such a versatile field. Can you kind of expand on what exactly a health education specialist is for those who may not know? Sure, thank you for having me. So a health education specialist is someone who has academic training and preparation in the field. They would hold a bachelor's degree. Um, usually part of that education does involve some basic um, health content information, uh, but more of the education is focused on skills that can be applied to any health topic um, or issues that may be impacting any uh, population of people. So it's really more focused on the skills of how we do work to impact health outcomes rather than actual learning about a bunch of health content. And so once someone has their bachelor's degree in the field, they are also able to get certified um, after degree completion. So there's a national exam um, that would credential someone to be a certified health education specialist. Um, and then there's advanced opportunity with that to be a master certified health education specialist as well. So what are the types of skills that are needed in terms of academic preparation? So the academic preparation and those skills that I mentioned, and this kind of falls under the, the certification as well, is there are these main areas of responsibility and there, you could somewhat think of them as like our national standards for the field. Um, and so these areas of responsibility, uh, they're somewhat applicable to any priority population or, or population of people that you would be intending to serve. So it could be individuals, it could be communities, it could be states of people. So whoever the population of people is that you want to impact their health outcomes. Um, but these skills are focused on assessment of what's going on with a population of people, their, their needs, their assets, and so forth. Just how do you go about assessing what the status is of that population of people um, intervention planning, program planning, you know, how do you go about planning appropriate ways to address those needs, um, all the implementation aspects of those programs and interventions, and management and oversight of implementation of programs, making sure we're evaluating those programs, um, possibly conducting research and, and utilizing the findings from what we're doing, um, good communication skills, um, how to advocate for issues and populations of people. And it's kind of all under the bigger under umbrella, I think, of um, community organizing and community building. So those are the types of skills that people would be gaining in their academic preparation. Um, it's also really important that as part of the academic preparation that we focus on identifying evidence-based programs. And evidence-based programs are things that would you know, have been shown to work or strategies that have been shown to work in different populations of people or in different communities. 
a variety of health issues, that kind of thing. And then they're, they're, they have the potential to be replicable with different populations of people. Um, so that's part of it as well as, is looking into what have we found with different populations of people, what maybe has worked in similar groups, and then how can we apply that um, within the population we're trying to serve. Yeah, so evidence-based evidence-based programs are such a big part of public health. Um, you know, you had mentioned uh, that you can work with different populations. So, where exactly do health education specialists work? Really, they can work just about anywhere, and and you do see health education specialists employed in a very wide variety of settings. Um, some of our most common places where we see health education specialists are are very typical in. In the United States, we have our voluntary health agencies or community nonprofits, we call them here in the States. Um, so our community-based agencies, it's very typical that we're, we're working there. Um, also, our government organizations, so our, our county and local health departments, our state health departments, or even at the federal level, it could be you know, working with the CDC. Um, we also have health education specialists in um, workplace um, health promotion programs, like large employers sometimes uh, have on staff, have health education specialists looking at the health and well-being of the employees of the company and what can happen to, uh, or what, what we can be doing to improve the health outcomes or maintain good health status with the employees of a company. Uh, we also may be working in healthcare settings or clinical settings like hospitals or primary care clinics. Um, doing things like health coaching, uh, lifestyle behavior coaching with, with patients. Um, a lot of times in, in healthcare, like in a hospital setting, you'll see the health education specialists are often the ones charged with doing the hospital's community health needs assessment. Um, they may be doing a lot of the, the community outreach programs and education programs that healthcare organizations do for community betterment. Um, tobacco cessation or um, first aid CPR classes. There's a variety of types of programs that uh, healthcare providers do for the community. So a lot of times that's the type of work you'll see a health education specialist doing in more of the clinical setting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, health education specialist just sounds like a well-versatile job. Um, what led to your interest in being a health education specialist and you know public health? So I, I have a similar story, I think, to many that are in this field. Um, I've been a professional in the field for about 25 years now, but back when I was a student, you know, freshman in college, um, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, but I was interested in health, but I, I really was not interested in health care and medical treatment, sort of that clinical side of health. I just found health and that health outcomes interesting and some of the things that I had learned up to that point. Um, but those medical professions, uh, we, we always refer to them as sort of the blood and gut side of health, the, the physicians, nurses, or therapists, things like that. Um, it just that was not something I was really all that interested in. Um, I was interested in helping people. I was interested in making a difference and impacting health outcomes. And I think that's a real common story that you hear with health education specialists. I think there's uh, there is an interest in in service and, and making a difference in that way. And so for me, it was just, 
you know, kind of scouring the opportunities out there, the the career opportunities or the different professions out there that were related to health, but that weren't really in that one-on-one treatment of disease and illness side of health. And um, I just, I sort of stumbled upon it, thankfully, early on in my freshman year of, of college. And as I started looking at the courses and reading, you know, program descriptions, then I realized like, this is exactly what I'm interested in doing. Um, so health education specialist really connects with those different things. It's that, um, you know, the bigger picture, how can we make a difference and impact health outcomes, but we're not really dealing with treating disease and illness in the same way that the clinical healthcare folks would be doing. Yeah, it definitely, you know, gives a different perspective in terms of health. Uh, like you said, that broader picture, um, that's also what interested me as well in public health. Uh, so what are some activities that, you know, listeners can do to positively affect their own communities in the ways health education specialists are trained? So at the foundation of most of our work really is empowering groups of people to be a part of the change process and how we can improve the conditions that that we're living in that impact our health outcomes. And you see the the longest lasting change in health outcomes when people are a part of the process of making change happen. So it's us as health education specialists using those skills that we have um, in assessment and planning and so forth with interventions, but drawing people into that process um, so that people who are engaged in the process and applying their own skills and talents are, are more likely to see that that change sustaining and they're empowered to help make that change occur rather than us putting something upon people and um, you know kind of forcing that change upon people. So I think for, for those who are not trained as health education specialists, um, learning some of the basic skills of community organizing, uh, no matter what setting we're in, those, those principles and community organizing skills are really important. Um, learning how to help people become engaged in opportunities to assess the true needs of what's going on and plan interventions that, that help address those problems that are discovered. Um, and everyone really can be a part of the change process. Everyone has some sort of skill or knowledge or talents that can be used to, to help make positive change happen in, in health outcomes. Um, it may be that someone, you know, for instance, is really good at persuasive writing, and that's communication and advocacy skills, which we may be trained in as health education specialists. Someone may have really a high comfort level with public speaking and we can utilize that, you know, um, even if they're not trained as a health education specialist. Uh, there are always people out there that are very well connected in communities and um, can link us to the right pockets of the community that we may need to build partnerships and um, collaborations and so forth. So there's there's something that everyone can contribute in some way. It's just learning what those skills are and bringing them to the forefront and, and leveraging those so we can positively affect health outcomes. So I think everyone, um, whether they're trained or not as a health education specialist can really play a part in, in the health and the change of um, the health outcomes and be a part of that process. I think the big keyword here that you mentioned is everyone. So, you know, no one's excluded from being, from making an impact uh, in their community. So I just want to say thanks, Charity. Uh, I know I'll be taking your advice to make an impact in my own community. Uh, so 
Luz, we'll we'll head on to you. So Luz, you're also a health education specialist uh, working with diabetes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the work you do? Yes, so I'm currently working in the research field and the main research study I work on right now is the Positive Outcomes for Women study or the POW study, um, which our principal investigator, Tammy Hannon, along with um, her team created to help prevent type two diabetes from developing in women with a history of gestational diabetes in a previous pregnancy. Um, we offer them a wide variety of wellness programs to choose from and then track their progress for the duration of 12 months. And as a research assistant, I recruit participants for the study, enroll and consent them into the study. And I also enter data into our database. Um, I am also CHESS certified, which is a certified health education specialist. And before COVID, I would do a health education session for the children in the Encourage program, which is one of the programs we offer the women in our study. Um, Encourage is actually modeled after the national evidence-based lifestyle change program called the Diabetes Prevention Program, or the DPP, which was created by the CDC in 2010. Um, the DPP program focuses on helping people with prediabetes create sustainable lifestyle changes in their lives, such as healthy eating and increasing physical activity. And these groups meet every week for the first six months and then once or twice a, a week to uh, for the next six months um, and group members keep food and activity logs and weigh in weekly to work towards the goal of losing five to seven percent of their weight. These sessions also involve group support on a discussion on, on a variety of food, exercise and behavior change topics and the DPP research based program has also been proven to reduce the risk of developing type 2 diabetes by 58 percent in adults who are at high risk. Um, you can go to the cdc.gov and search for the National Diabetes Prevention Program to learn more about it and find the research behind it. So what exactly uh, led you to become a health education specialist? So as Charity mentioned previously, I was also interested in a career in the healthcare field, but I was not interested in becoming a nurse or a doctor. And that's mostly because I'm not really good with blood. Um, and after talking with multiple career advisors, they introduced public health and health education to me. And I knew that I could still have a career in healthcare, but in the prevention side, instead of the physical treatment slash care side. So how does a health education specialist start tackling a problem like diabetes? Um, so there's many ways to tackle diabetes as a health education specialist, but one approach is by first completing a needs assessment to determine what community might need or want diabetes health education. And after assessing the community and seeing there is a need, you can create a multidisciplinary team that consists of community members and stakeholders, endocrinologists, dietitians, health educators, and even gym facilities. So once you've determined the needs of your specific population, how do you go about, you know, addressing the, the need? Um, so you will need to determine if there are evidence-based programs that you can model an intervention after, and then an intervention can then be planned to address the community needs. For example, Encourage, which was modeled after the DPP was the intervention that was planned for the community we were serving, which is women with a previous history of gestational diabetes. 
So can you tell us a little bit more about the intervention Encourage? So Encourage is a 12-month program that was modeled after the Diabetes Prevention Program. We meet weekly with the women and their children in the study that chose Encourage as their wellness program for the first six months, and then every other week for the last six months of the program. And during these sessions, the women would go through a lesson with their registered dietitian and our health education specialist. And I would do shorter lessons with the children in the program. Um, the lessons varied from the benefits of vegetables to getting our bodies moving by dancing. And we also partnered with the Indianapolis Healthplex, which is a gym facility here in the city of Indianapolis. And they allowed us to have the sessions in their activity rooms and even allowed the women and the children to use the facility on Tuesday nights during the duration of the program. And our goal is to help prevent diabetes from developing in this group of women because they have a higher risk of developing type two diabetes later on in life. Wow, um, that just sounds like a great program. Uh, I wanna thank you guys again, Charity and Luz, for sharing your knowledge and insight into the career field of a health education specialist. So thanks guys for joining me today and I hope you guys enjoy the podcast.